Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, for another great episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash, coming to you today on the Dark Night Mike here at my studios here in Marion, Ohio. <clears throat> now, before I get down to business and talk about all of the news for the end of the week wrap-up, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize to everyone. I, I have been hit with the flu bug or some kind of a virus. Um, so if you hear me during the show um, breaking up a little bit into cough, uh, I, I apologize. I, I have been under the weather. But <clears throat> my voice has not given out yet. So I am I'm going to travel through the show here today. I'm going to give it my all, hopefully, as I sip my, my herbal tea here that my wife made me this morning. Um, it'll, it'll help with this breaking up of this congestion that I've got in my sinuses and in my throat. So hopefully... Today's show will go down smooth. Now, I have a lot to talk about. Uh, now, before I get into that, I, I do have one piece of information. And this just goes directly out to everybody that went to Cardington Lincoln High School. That is my, my school that I graduated from over in Morrow County, Ohio. Uh, we, have, we have not had a class reunion ever. And I graduated back in 2003. Well, <clears throat> it has come to my attention on Facebook through one of our classmates uh, that they are going to try to put together our very first class reunion. Many, many years it's been. And, you know, that's, that's 20 years since we've been in, out of school. So, if anyone in our in the Cardington uh, 2003 class is listening to my show, you you need to get on Facebook, contact anybody that is involved in our class, or you can contact Nia Shepard. She is trying to get together everybody for this summer for a class reunion. So I just want to put that out there, trying to trying to help out. I, I would love to see everybody in my class that I graduated with, just to see where everybody headed out to in life and and hopefully everyone is doing wonderful and and what they're doing out there with their their everyday job their everyday lives <clears throat> and wherever wherever god took them in this bright beautiful planet of ours with that being said i'm going to go ahead and get into today's end of the week news and we're going to go and start right in to a new poll. This is from Newsmax. It is the new Rasmutin poll, which says 56% favor repeal of funding for new IRS agents and IRS in general. I want to read this because I was just talking, ladies and gentlemen, about um, last week on the show about the, the budget fight that's going on in Washington, D.C. And the comment that I made was, everyone's going on about how the United States could potentially default on their loan <clears throat> that we, the, the, 
the money that we just keep piling on is over $31 trillion in our na- uh, national debt, folks. $31 trillion. <clears throat> well, in this new poll, you have 50% saying of likely voters that they say that they approve of a House vote to cancel funding for the IRS to hire 87,000 additional employees, according to this new Rasmussen report. Now, I had talked about how Republicans had already passed in the House, and I know it's going to be dead on arrival to the Senate. They have already passed legislation repealing the billions of dollars to go towards the funding for the IRS employment boost. That was part of the infrastructure uh, bill, the $1.7 trillion that the Democratic Party passed before the beginning of the new year. Now, Biden has already said if for some reason it would somehow pass the Senate, he will veto them. Just like you have a majority of Republicans saying that, and I talked about this last week, that they would like to go to a consumption tax and do away with our broken tax code system the way it stands. And I had went into depth on what a consumption tax is and how it may benefit not only the government, but the American people and the American taxpayers in the long run. And again, if you, wouldn't, if you would like to research this yourself, I'm not trying to persuade anyone But if you would like to research this yourself, get online, look up what a consumption tax is. You can read all about it. There's a breakdown of what was introduced by the Republican Party. This is not the first time this has been talked about, but it's the first time it's been seriously mentioned and it's been seriously looked at as a potential means and way of funding the government and giving more money to you. The taxpayers. Now, getting back to this poll, because it all ties into each other, you had, again, 56% of likely voters say they approve the repeal of of sending funding to the IRS for the 87,000 additional employees. Now, here's the breakdown within that poll. It was taken on Tuesday. It says 37% say they disagree with the House vote. That was the vote that I was talking about that the Republicans just passed to repeal the funding of the $1.7 trillion, billions of dollars to go to the IRS to fund their 87,000 additional employees to beef up the IRS. 7% say they were unsure. 64% of Republicans say they approve the House vote. 52% of Democrats say they approve the House vote. 52% folks of Democrats say they approve the House vote for repealing the money back for the funding for the IRS. 52%. That's over half the Democratic caucus. 52% of independents say they approve as well. That is staggering numbers. 
Now, it's not surprising because I have told everyone this before, and I will reiterate this yet again. What have I said would happen? It doesn't matter who you are or what party you, you stand with. I have always said that when people's pocketbooks start becoming lighter and your financial portfolio starts to take a hit, people will eat each other, including their party base, if it means that they can save their financial outlook, put more money back in their pockets. Penny pinching. And this poll here by Rasmussen that was taken on Tuesday just proves it. Look at the flop from the Democratic side. 52% approval with the Republican House passed within their legislation to repeal back that money from the IRS. Now, the poll conducted on, was conducted on <clears throat> excuse me, January 10th and 12th. They surveyed 900 likely voters. Now, there are margins for error, plus or minus, within 3% points. But again, that is astounding within itself. Over half of the Democratic caucus and voters there saying they approve with what the Republican House has done with the repealing back of the money to the IRS. So there you have it. Now, it's a big thing, folks. It really is. The reason I'm mentioning this again, the fight in Washington is going to intensify over the budget. Frivolous spending, putting capping measures on spending. And I have already said, you will see a stalemate, rather that ends in a government shutdown or not. I don't think the, Rebu the Republican Party and its conservative members group, especially the Freedom Caucus members, are going to budge on this. As we go into the months ahead to this fiscal showdown in Washington, and you have Democrats in the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, his administration in general, saying it's a non-starter. They are not going to cap spending. They will not go to the negotiation tables. Now, with that being said, again, you have a lot of people out there who are saying that McCarthy now has, is, is in a bind of a position because he has to find leverage to broker some kind of part, bipartisan deal. He does not, folks. He made too many promises to individuals in the Freedom Caucus to gain their vote, to garner their vote to become House Speaker. So as much as the Democrats are saying they're not going to come to the table, this is a no-starter, you shut the government down for a long period of time, and again, it starts to pinch people's pockets, especially when people in Washington then aren't getting paid the Democratic Party will come to the table. I don't care what all of these specialists are saying about how Republicans don't have a voice, they're not centered around one cause, they're lost puppies. I think they're more centered than what they know, what these specialists know. 
And I think you're going to see it play out in Washington within the, the coming months. Especially, especially coming off of this article from The Hill. And this is, this is about the, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yelling, and what she said on Thursday. I'm going to read this. This is the article. You can find it on The Hill. It says, Treasury resorts to extraordinary measures after U.S. hits debt limit. We have already hit our financial debt limit already, folks. This is why I'm saying the Democratic Party can kick kick their heels into the dirt all they want and say, we're not budging. We're not budging on this sharp curving of federal spending. You can forget it. I, 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 it's, it's, like, it's like Barack Obama coming out and saying, well, you got these, this white line in the sand here. We're, we're not going to go past it. And they went past it. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, that was the whole issue in Syria. And the Democratic Party even under Joe Biden, has done that many times before. Here's the white line. We're not going past it. Well, they go past it. So I'm going to read this here, this article from The Hill. It says, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on Thursday notified congressional leaders that her office will begin to implement extraordinary measures to keep the U.S. government from defaulting on its national debt. This is the nation's debt climbed to more than $31.4 trillion this week. This federal financial data shows crossing the threshold set by Congress when it has least raised the nation's borrow limit more than a year ago. It says here, to avoid a default, Yellen previously detailed emergency measures her department would prepare for in order to stave off a deficit. It says these measures include these measures include temporary redeeming existing and suspending new investments of the Civil Service Retirement and Disability Fund and Postal Service Retiree Health Benefits Funds. Yellen also pointed out to suspending reinvestments of the Government Securities Investment Fund, the G Fund of the Federal Employees Retirement System Theft Savings Plan and another course of action in a later statement of this week. It says why here why it's unclear how long the Treasury Department will be able to utilize the measures to, to basically prevent a default. <clears throat> it says Janet Yelling here told leaders on Thursday that the debt insurance suspension period would only last through January the 5th. Basically, folks, this is to buy Congress time to hash out a bipartisan plan to address the limit, which I'm telling you right now, you already have had, you already have had Republicans Come out and say they are capping spending. They're going through federal logbooks. They want to go through all of the federal spending to see what has been going on the last two years and previous and what they can cut out 
and what they can take out and eliminate with this pork spending within the federal government. Now, look, I have said this before. I'll say it again. I have said it for many weeks. We have not had a budget. We have not had a long-term financial budget since Hillary, excuse me, since Bill Clinton, not Hillary. Hillary was never president. Since Bill Clinton, folks. Bill Clinton. So go back in your time machine and you can count up the years of how long that's been. Over plus 20 years. That's sad and alarming within itself. This is why the deficit has continued to climb. And it's not just under the Democrats, it's been under Republicans as well. It has to do with all of this spending, this federal spending, and the nonsense that we spend it on. No regulations, no budget control, and this is where we're at. $31.4 trillion to the national debt. It is time to start curbing this. And you have a lot of analysts who are out there who are saying, well, we've got to have some kind of bipartisan report. You guys got to pass something right now or we're going to default. You know, if, I, if you go back here a couple years ago, and <clears throat> this was under President uh, Bush, I do believe, we already had our federal creditory system. It, it already has dropped because of the reasoning of how much money and national debt that we have and how much we're borrowing and can't pay back. So this whole fight about we have to hurry up and <clears throat> come up with bipartisan support to stave off a default or a government shutdown, look, when, when the Treasury Department is already putting negative, buying negative standing bonds, that they've already borrowed against, what does that tell you? That tells you that the United States government has spent way more than what it, it, it potentially has and can handle. This whole issue about kicking the can down the road and just saying, oh, well, let's just raise the cap. We'll worry about how much we owe later. That's the problem. You cannot keep doing this. And this is why you have people within the Freedom Caucus. Remember the ones that, at the, in the, in, that was the held up first speaker from McCarthy's speakership? You know, the ones that you had people within the Republican Party saying were the enemy of the party, the enemy of the country? because they were keep voted against McCarthy. These are the individuals who are fighting, fighting the reckless spending in Washington. They're going to be the front line here, folks, to fight off the Democratic Party who just want to spend, spend, spend frivolously 
with no financial planning for our future or our kids' future. They want to spend this country into oblivion. And you have rhino Republicans who will go along with this if they can put money in their own pockets and sell out, sell out everybody in this country. So everyone listening to my voice, you better damn well sure start supporting these people within the Freedom Caucus who is out there fighting to put these financial measures and keep their own party in check to keep our country financially afloat. I don't think people realize just how bad off this country is financially, how we are in the red financially because of individuals in Washington, D.C. that have been placed there. These power players who want nothing but money in their own pockets and power for themselves and the hell with everybody else. So at this point, here is my message. You might as well let the government go into a free-for-all pretty much, and let it go into a government shutdown. This is what needs to happen. It will do one of two things. It'll bring all of these non-negotiable individuals in the Democratic Party to their knees. Because like I said, when you affect their paychecks, that's when these people finally realize, hey, there's a problem. And that's the only way you're going to get people to the, to the table here, to the bargaining table. And if I was the Freedom, Freedom Caucus members, and if you can round up the, the individuals that you need to keep the Republican Party in check, do so. This is the only way you're going to get federal spending caps put into place to where we can get an actual balanced budget implemented and controlled spending within the federal government within Washington to maybe start bringing down the national debt. Now, I am about 25 minutes here into the first part of the show. I have to take my first commercial timeout. So stay with me. I will be right back after these short messages. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup 
gets me woke up in the morning. And I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me, or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. My friends, how many people here love to fly? Maybe you've been on a vacation where it requires you to get in a big commercial airliner, or, or maybe you live somewhere local where you have an owner operator and a small piloted plane who, who does personal rides. Well, if you're someone who loves to fly, or maybe you've never flown before, maybe you have some, some kids or family members you'd like to take up in the air, or maybe you just like to do some sightseeing, maybe see a sunset, take a night fly somewhere here around the Ohio area, uh, maybe locally, maybe a couple miles out. Maybe you're someone who likes to do further rides for longer periods of time. Or again, maybe you're a photographer, you like to do some of those nice aerial pictures. Well, I have a great company for you. It's Sparks Fly. It is here in Mount Gilead, Ohio. It is a veteran owned and operated uh, business here and it's it's owned by pilot and owner Keith Sparks and I'm gonna tell you I had my kids go up here about a week ago and they had a phenomenal time going up in that plane of his now he's got many different types of airplane rides available from a mini tour your basic tour good values better values all the way up to even night flies uh, they go anywhere up from about 20 minutes all the way up to an hour and 30 minute ride. Prices vary on depending on the weather conditions, the time of the year, and where you want to go. But again, great, great company, a great aerial view. And I'm telling you, you will love this if you've never experienced this before. It, it, he is, he's got a great company, hands down. So they even do flight instructions for individuals too. Maybe you want to get your pilot's license. They do that as well. There are several different ways to contact Sparks Fly, and that is one, you can go to their webpage with it, which is www.sparksflyllc.com. You can also call owner Keith Sparks, phone number 419 5 six zero six one three zero or even drop him a line at keith at sparksflyllc.com when you're in need of drain and plumbing services there's only one place ladies and gentlemen for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. 
with drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service. They offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service. Area code 419-560-6807 and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com 
My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired? Well, I have a great company here. It is KB, the Gravel Guy LLC. Now they are located in mid-Ohio, in the Ohio area. They are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB, the gravel guy, can take care of that for you. Now I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB, the gravel guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419 564-7231, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB, the gravel guy, for all of your gravel needs. And welcome back to the second half of the show here. I have DVBD with Dirty Secrets from their new music video here. Um, came out here about four days ago. As you can see, I do play new genre music, not just the classic music itself here. All specs, all different kinds of genre that you could think of, I play. Now, if you're just tuning in, uh, you, you've missed the first half of the show here. This is coming in from the, to the second half of the show here. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and give, you know, where I had left off, which was we were talking about the, the debt ceiling fight that's, that's brewing in Washington and what's, what I feel is going to be happening here within the next weeks to months as the Republican-led House fights to put a spending cap on the Democratic-controlled Senate and White House in Washington, D.C. And I was also talking about the new Rasmussen poll that came out on Thursday, showing that over a whopping 56% of the country feels that the Republican House is moving in the right direction, especially when it comes to their passage bill of trying to strip the IRS from all of its new federal funding for the 87,000 new add-on recruitment that Joe Biden and the Democrats pushed through back in December. So <clears throat> it's, it's going to be quite interesting to say the least, in the next couple of weeks to see how this stalemate plays out. Now, I have other news to attend to here. And <clears throat> coming back, I wanted to start off here with a little bit of also what we, we talked about here next here last week. And that was the dirty documents, these secret documents that Joe Biden was keeping, I guess, in his home in Delaware and offices uh, from 
clear back when he was vice president under Barack Hussein Obama. And if you have watched the drive-by media, that's this is all they're talking about. Well, for good reason, though, folks. It got worse even today. And it's they found even more documents now in his Delaware home. Uh, so much more that now the FBI is saying, yes, uh, we have a serious breach of protocol and we, we could have a, a security issue now nationally. So it, it is not looking good for the White House and for Joe Biden. <clears throat> so I just want to go through it and, and give you a rundown. Let's look at this, for example. I got this article here from Newsmax. It says, Biden's lawyers talked DOJ out of FBI monitors for their doc hunt here. It says, Republicans are seeking and asking why the Biden administration's Justice Department did not oversee a search for the classified documents while it raided former President Donald Trump's private residence. But a new report finds that the Biden DOJ considered it and passed on it after it consulted with Joe Biden's personal lawyers. Now, I know most people are saying, well, I mean, he turned, they turned over these documents. This is, this is why it's become public. Okay. And I even get, I even heard people send me messages angrily saying, well, there's a stark difference between Donald Trump, the raid on Donald Trump's home, and and Joe Biden. Joe Biden is cooperating. Look, you're right. There are stark differences, but not in a good aspect. Let me break this down. Let me make this simple so that everybody can get a clarification on this. Why this is such a big issue now. Let's start with, let's go back and start with Donald Trump. For the people saying, well, it was justified under Donald Trump, and, his, and the raid on his Mariago home in Florida. Was it? I mean, look, Donald Trump and his lawyers were in constant communication with the DOJ and the FBI and the National Archives Committee. We know this for a fact because the FBI has stated this. The National Archive Committee has stated this. The fight was with Donald Trump. They didn't want the documents in his possession at his home where they were locked up securely under the protocols that the FBI had handed down to Donald Trump and his Secret Service agents that were there who monitor the former president. See, because a lot of people I don't think understand this. Anybody that's elected president of the United States, when you're done with your, your presidency terms, rather it be one year or two years, or excuse me, one term of four years or, or eight terms of two years, you still have Secret Service attached to you now for the rest of your life. Who do you think those Secret Service agents work for? The federal government, rather the CIA or the FBI. So they were in Donald Trump's home. 
they were still working under the protocols of safety protocols. They were, it was locked up in a secure room. Now, if you look at the raid documentation, and I challenge anybody to look at this, you can clearly see where they found the documents in Donald Trump's home in Mar in Marliago. Now, I know most people get furious as I explain this. Well, he should have never have had it. Well, he could, he declassified them. This is according to Donald Trump, and as a sitting president, he has that authority to do that. Now, let's go back to Joe Biden. Here's the stark difference where I don't think people are are, are really understanding the seriousness of what's going on. We have video from old footage of Joe Biden coming out of his residence in Delaware, of him backing in with his car, and you can clearly see the marked files boxes that they're talking about that was found in his garage. You can see them in old news film videos. Now, the FBI has come out and said that they actually, his Secret Service has said, they also have a file of everyone who has been in and out of the home there in Delaware. That just came out here on Wednesday this week. It was first reported by the White House press and the president. They did not make or take any documentations of anyone here the last several months who has visited Joe Biden's house. That was a lie. The other issue, now they're finding documents in old office buildings where Joe Biden frequented under his vice presidency under Barack Hussein Obama. And I know most, most people are saying, well, what does that have to do? What was the difference between that and Donald Trump? Well, here's the difference. A vice president does not have the authorization to declassify any material that is classified as secret, top secret, or classified. He does not have that authority. And if the FBI is coming out, and if a special counsel now is coming out, and saying that this is where the data dumps lied from, started from, was under his vice presidency, under Barack Hussein Obama, do you now see the legal issue behind this? For starters, they were not locked up properly. There's the difference, the stark difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump's issue. These documents were actually not even known about, apparently, by Joe Biden, or he forgot about it. This all plays into what I've said. He is not a mentally fit president. And even though there's people who have said, well, he's president now, he can declassify them. Well, yes, he, he could have declassified them now. But here's the problem. He wasn't sitting president at the time these were in his home or in his place of business when he had these said documents. He was vice president. And he did not have that legal obligation to take those documents. So there is the difference, folks, to why there is a big issue going on. And it's a problem that Joe Biden 
and the White House cannot get around. And now even today, we find even more documents where the FBI is saying, look, this is an alarming rate we're finding documents. Anybody coming in and out of his estate could have seen these, read these. We have no idea what's in all of these because the DOJ and the FBI is not coming out forthgoing with the information of what's in those documents. You just had Jim Jordan file a motion with the DOJ and the FBI just here on Monday asking about the documents that have been produced so far, that's been found, as they stand and what's going on and that they wanted a, a, a clear answer from the DOJ because they want this to go in front of the House committee. And what was the FBI's response and the DOJ's response? What did Garland come out and say just here yeah, on Friday? He wrote back to Jim Jordan and the House committee saying that they would try to work with Jim Jordan. But since it's an ongoing investigation, they have a right to redact pretty much any information that the House committee requests. Which is a load of BS. It is a cover-up because they know how much problem here Joe Biden is lying. And they cannot, cannot cover for Joe Biden. And this is why you have the Democratic Party, you have people within his own party bucking Joe Biden right now. And folks, I've said this for a long time. I said this at the beginning of last year. When Joe was going on, oh, I plan to run for another, another four years. They will do anything they can to buck Joe. Because they know right now they sit to lose the White House in 2024. They have no strong leadership with Joe Biden. And I don't even know if they even bucked Joe Biden. Who they're going to get in the Democratic Party that's a strong enough contender to go against a Republican candidate. Especially since right now Donald Trump is announced he is running again for presidency in 2024. And if you look at the polls, folks, every new candidate in the Republican Party that is mustered to go into it, it's bumping Donald Trump's numbers up. So if you're someone who hates Donald Trump, you're going, no, 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 that's not true. By all means, look at all of the sources right now going into the Republicans for individuals who are going to primary for 2024, and you will see Donald Trump is leading the pack. So does the DOJ have a big problem here? Does the White House have a big problem here trying to sell the American public? To try to whitewash this all under the rug over these, this massive document dump and national security issue with Joe Biden? They're going to have a hard time trying to cover this. So that's why you're seeing the stalling with Jim Jordan and a Republican-held House committee. 
But that's just one article here, folks, that now the FBI is really concerned, especially with Friday's finding of more documents again. That's just one. That was on Newsmax. Here's another one here. You have this one from Fox News. Title of it, Senate Democrats support full investigation into Biden document scandal. Irresponsible and disturbing. This is coming out of the Democratic Party. I'm going to read this. It says, pressure is continuing to build on President Biden. As his administration and some Senate Democrats are now saying they support a full investigation into the mishandling of classified documents found at his home and former offices disclosed earlier this month. It says the reports about President Biden's mishandling of classified documents are extremely irresponsible and disturbing. These allegations should be investigated fully. This is from Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia. This is what he told Fox News Digital on Friday. You also, they also spoke with, on Fox, they spoke with Senator Tim Kaine. And again, Democrat again, who echoed Manchin's concerns. This is what he said. He says, the news raises questions. And the appointment of an absurd, abused special prosecutor to investigate the matter is right kept. That's what Kane said. This is all after last week when you had Attorney General Garland again appoint a special counsel. And the U.S. Attorney, which is Robert Hur, is to investigate now President Joe Biden his mishandling of these documents, again, during his vice presidency. There is the difference, folks. Again, it's spelled out to you. This isn't as he's president now. This was under his vice presidency. He has no authority to have these documents. There is the key issue between him and former President Donald Trump. One was a sitting president, one was not. So the argument that I keep hearing from people, you got to treat this equally. No, you do not, sir. Stark differences in positions of power and positions of being able to declassify classified information. But again, you have other Democrats who, again, are also now shifting their weight against Joe Biden. Here's another one. Katie Porter, Democrat of California, who announced earlier this month that she would be seeking Senator uh, Frankenstein, Democrat of California, Senate seat even though Frankenstein has yet to announce her retirement. She told Fox News on Tuesday in a town hall event that lawmakers definitely wanted 
to get answers for the White House concerning the document scandal. This is what she said. She said, classified documents belong in classified settings. I think you heard me say oversight is not a partisan thing. Good oversight means you're willing to hold any rule breaker to account. This is what she also added. We should be asking the questions in a respectful way, and we should be expecting to get honest answers. I agree with that. Here's another one. You had Senator Debbie Stromnow, Democrat from Michigan, who announced she would not be running for re-election next year. But she acknowledged it was a bad look for Biden to be caught having classified information after condemning former President Donald Trump for a similar situation. Again, there's stark differences in this. One was a sitting president who can declassify, has every legal right to do it. One was not. Guess who that was? Joe Biden. This is what she also added. She said, well, this is certainly embarrassing, right? This is what Strom now said during her Sunday interview with NBC. She goes, I mean, it's embarrassing that you would find a small number of documents, certainly not on purpose. They don't think it's the right thing, and they should have been moved to the correct to correct the issue. Working with the Department of Justice, working with everyone involved with the National Archives. And so from my perspective, you know, it's one of those moments that honestly they wish they hadn't happened. And you had more. There were more Democrats that came out swinging against Joe Biden on this damaging data. This data dump at his home. This is a national security issue now. So there you go. There's a list of more people. They even had even more Democrats. You had Bob Cardin, Democrat. He told Politico on January 10th, prior to the appointment of a special counsel, that he felt the situation was being handled properly, but did not respond to Fox's request for comment. You also had Bernie Sanders, Democrat from Vermont. You had Angus King, Democrat from Maine. I mean, the list goes on. You even had individuals from the Democratic Party who was looking at tough re-elections here the next coming year who are also distancing themselves from Joe Biden. So again, what does this tell you? This is a more serious matter than what people are really understanding here. Far more worse than President Trump and what the DOJ did to him and his home in Marliago, Florida. Here you go right here. here. Here's another one. You had right here. 
This one came out. This was on Politico. It was also on Fox as well. Democratic leadership leaves Adam Schiff hanging on call for intelligence assessment of Biden's classified docs. You have the Republican House who are leaving key members of the Democratic Party out of the House talks. I'm going to read this. It says Democratic leadership in the House and Senate left colleague uh, Adam Schiff hanging on Monday as they remained silent on whether they supported his call for an intelligence assessment concerning the classified documents that were mishandled by President Joe Biden. This is what they said here. He said, I think we can't include the possibility without knowing more of the facts, Schiff told ABC's News. This was on Sunday. We have asked for an assessment of the intelligence community of the Marliago documents. That's on Donald Trump. I think we ought to seek the same assessment for the documents found and pen Biden Center, as well as his home for President Joe Biden. Look, again, and this is why the Democrats left Adam Schiff hanging by himself there. They did it for one reason. They know that the issue between the DOJ, the American public, the Republican-controlled House, looking at the issue now with Joe Biden, it's data breach. Is concerning because again a vice president does not have the authorization to take the sensitive information as Joe Biden has done he was not a president at the time of this this happening that's what I'm trying to reinforce to my listeners here so when you have the drive-by media you have CNN for example there should be no treatment different between Donald Trump and what he did and Joe Biden. Big differences. Joe Biden, Joe Biden's is completely different. It's, it's nowhere close to the negative stature of which Donald Trump was doing. Joe Biden is working, his lawyers are working with the National Archive and the FBI to make this clear. Donald Trump was not. Donald Trump was following him and his attorneys and his secret service of how it should have been kept and locked up. And it was. Donald Trump, again, folks, I'm going to reiterate this again, had the authority to declassify as a sitting president any documentation that came across his desk. Didn't matter what it was. All he had to do was give verbal consent. That is the highest position in the land. A vice president does not have that authority. I, anybody can go and look this up. I'm already getting emails about this, how I'm wrong. Look it up. A vice president does not have the authority to declassify documents. Not at that level. He is not a sitting president. I hate to tell everybody this. Stark difference very stark difference but not the stark difference that the drive-by media is trying to press to you the american public so there you have it that is what's going on 
right now with the investigation about Joe Biden. Now, folks, I am about 27 minutes here into the middle of the show here. I have to take my last commercial timeout for my Think Local First businesses. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, abolish of the ATF Act with the after the ruling against stabilizer braces uh, with guns and how this is going to impact, depending on where you live and what state you're in, with the ongoing battle against the Democrats against your amendment to carry a firearm. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about this new article that came out. Uh, This was on the Washington Post. It was also featured on Fox News. With the border agents down in Texas and along the border there, of how border agents have confirmed over 1.2 million illegal immigrants that got away from them and have illegally crossed under Joe Biden administration and his presidency. So all of that and much more when we come back. Stay tuned. Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect. House siding, brick or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect. Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect. How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect. ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook. Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. Time, a word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones, as antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On The Square Antiques specialize in just that. Antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On The Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, Granny Chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience, or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 
6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs, you want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business. They're located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All natural, chemical-free face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones and with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook Instagram or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. 
get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. Coming into the last part of the show here, I've got Huey Lewis in the news with Heart and Soul. Nice old classic there. And if you're wondering why you don't hear Huey Lewis in the news anymore, folks, I didn't know this until I I listened to this documentary about him. But apparently, he has this inner ear issue where he, he almost can't hear what he's singing, and I, I guess it affects his um, <clears throat> his musical voice as well, and that's why, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why shortly um, after the launch of his career, at the height of his career, he kind of faded out, and you really don't hear about him anymore. And I I watched this um, this documentary about him. Oh, about a, about a year and a half ago. And I had no idea about that. He's one of my favorite singers. And I had no idea that's why you never really see him in concert, nor why they've put out really any new music um, for many, many years now. Well, getting back into what we were talking about before I took uh, our commercial break. By the way, I, I seen this um, this... Story pop up here real fast. It was from Dick Morris and Newsmax. Uh, They were talking about here how the new poll numbers are out, revealing that you have a lot of people across the country now really amped and ready for a 2024 president or former President Trump return with him running again. They're calling it the, the Trump Big 2024 Comeback. And I guess they're they're pulling people privately off of two big polls. One is the 
Harvard-Harris pool, which is usually particularly accurate uh, pooling around the country. And you also have one by The Economist, uh, YouGov, with both showing that Trump, with a huge gain in the last month or two in his favorability, um, this was reported again on Saturday's report with uh, Dick Morris on, on Newsmax. So again, they're, they're showing that, you know, Trump up by a 21-point lead here. And that's, that's a pretty good lead, folks. And they're, they're showing him with a 55 to 45 point, it's a 10-point lead right now. That's against Ron DeSantis, if, if Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, decides to get into the race for 2024. And they're also showing him against Secretary of State, uh, or former Secretary of State, I should say, Mike Pompeo, with, by a 48 to 28 poll here. That's, that's a large astronomical polling number. And they're showing him almost at a 60 to 50% rate against Joe Biden if they are indeed to go against each other in 2024 for a, a rematch. So there you have it. You can, again, read that yourself. That's under Dick Morrison's co uh, column on Newsmax. It's featured, it says, Trump's poll numbers climb with more rivals. Now, I've got two news articles here before the, the show ends for the night. The one I wanted to talk about here first off is the abolishment of the ATF Act after the ruling against stabilizer braces on guns. I'm going to read this article here. It says, Matt, Matt Gates, a uh, Republican from Florida, now he is introducing a bill to eliminate the Bureau of Alcohol tobacco, and firearms after, after explosives following a, cons a controversial ruling that tightened regulations on pistol stabilizer braces. It says the ATF issued its final rule on Friday that would target gun stabilizers and accessories like short-barreled rifles which, which reduced the federal license to own under the National Firearms Act. You also have Attorney Garland said the ruling enhances public safety, but again, you have other officials here, senators like Gates, who said it's unfairly pushing disabled gun owners and military veterans who rely on stabilizer braces to be able to fire and use one-handed when firing a firearm. Now, Gates has introduced the H.R. 374, the Abolish the ATF Act. This was on Tuesday morning in response to the ruling by the ATF, telling Fox News and other associates that this was the final straw and that they, they want to basically do away with the ATF. This is what he said. He says, I have a lot of disabled veterans in my district who enjoy pistol shooting and rely on stabilizing braces to be able to engage in the activity of pistol shooting or firearm shooting. 
This is what he said on the phone on Wednesday morning to Fox News Digital. He said the recent actions by the ATF essentially allow them to make case-by-case determinations on whether a pistol with a stabilizer brace is legal or unlawful or on the matters of a sawed-off shotgun. It says the continued existence of the ATF is increasingly unwarranted based on the actions that they're taking to convert otherwise law-abiding people into felonies. That's what he said. He says his bill will abolish the ATF. If that doesn't work, we're going to try to defund the ATF. And if that doesn't work, we're going to target the individual bureaucrats at the top of the ATF who have succeeded with authority and rulemaking. And he said if that doesn't work, they're going to go after the merit cleaver of the statutes that the ATF believes broadly authorizes their actions. So there you have it. This is all, folks, again, this is the fight that the Democratic controlled bureaus, the Democratic Party is continuing to push on your amendment to carry a firearm legally and any accessories with a firearm. So what is my take on this? Do I think that Gates has a a point here in trying to abolish the ATF? Yes, but again, this is one of those battles, folks. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like the last several years. You have Washington, you have the swamp. And what do they always do when we have shootings, for example? Well, we have to have more regulations, we have to have laws on top of laws, and they never go after the source of the problem, mental health. They, ne- they never do. We never, <clears throat> excuse me here, we never go after the mental health issue in this country. We never go after the individual who committed the act. No. What do they do? What does the drive-by media, what do all the politicians in Washington do? They go after firearms in general. They go after gun manufacturers. They go after the whip, the weapon themselves. Because we all know a firearm can shoot somebody. We all know a firearm can do damage to somebody on its own without someone behind the helm. And that is the mentality in Washington. And I could go on and on about gun safety and gun laws the pros and cons. Everybody has heard me go on about this, but again, this is the ongoing fight. I don't care if it's the Republican Party or, or Mr. Gates himself and trying to abolish the ATF. This fight is going to continue to happen across the spectrum until they eventually strip every American of their gun rights. That's what it comes down to. They will never go after the issue. Mental health. Sick individuals that have the capacity and the mental capacity who want to hurt people. We don't even want to talk about gun safety or teaching gun safety in schools. Oh no, we can't do that. 
We can't talk about firearm safety. And that is the battle that the American public is going to continue to have, no matter what party it is, especially against the Democratic Party, about gun reform, gun laws, and guns in general. They want to do away with your right to carry a firearm. Period. And I'm going to tell everybody this, if you're someone who's a gun activist, I said, well, good. This is one other way we can disarm the, the, the people in this country. Look, you could take away every gun in this country, and you are not going to stop someone from getting a hold of a weapon and killing someone if they have the mentality to do it. You do away with guns, knives. The killing of knives is going to go up. You're going to outlaw knives next? You are never going to stop the senseless killing in this country. And I know people, they get on me, well, what about gun reform? We have gun legislation on top of gun legislation on top of gun legislation. And folks, what has it done in 40 years? Not a damn thing. It does not target the individuals who commit the crime. It goes after law-abiding American citizens. It is the same thing when it comes to mental health. And I have echoed this and echoed this and echoed this. You will not see them. Where is the legislation right now targeting mental health? There is none. The issues with mental health in this country far outweigh a bigger problem than what we have with firearms. And the reason we have an issue if there is an issue with firearms, is because of mental health and the lack of the address with it in the American public. And that's just what it is. That's my two cents, and you can go out there and look at the statistics yourself, folks, when it comes to gun legislation over the last 40 years. And again, ask yourself, what has it done? Nothing, because it's not the problem that's being addressed. I just had to bring that up. I have a lot of people ask me about my take on gun legislation, gun reform, the battle in the swamp going on about outlawing certain capacity magazines or the fight with automatic or semi-automatic firearms. And again, I have talked about this in length. Most people in Washington, D.C. can't even tell you the difference between an automatic and a semi-automatic weapon. Great example, look at Joe Biden. Look at Joe Biden. On the record many times with his attack on assault weapons. And he doesn't even know the difference. Ask him. Ask him about the difference between an automatic and semi-automatic without one of his puppeteers by his side giving him cue cards. He will not be able to tell you the difference. Guaranteed. Now, I have one more news article here that I want to get to <clears throat> that I talked about before we went to our last commercial break. 
And that is the article that came out today, January the 22nd. Title of it, Border Agents Confirm 1.2 Million Getaway Migrants Immigrants Under Joe Biden's Administration. You heard it. 1.2 million illegal immigrants have come across this border and have gotten away from border agents that they know of. Read this article here. You make up your own decision about this. It says the U.S. border agents have confirmed that 1.2 million Illegal immigrants got away from authorities while crossing the border under President Biden's administration. U.S. Customs and Border Protection, the CBP, confirmed on Sunday. It says CBP tracks hundreds of thousands of migrant encounters at the U.S.-Mexico border every month. But the stat does not include the number of known getaways or migrants who have detected or were detected by authorities but not apprehended it says here since biden entered office back in january of 2020 border crossings have exploded and at least 1.2 million migrants have successfully evaded authorities it says the first half of Biden's four-year term saw monthly border crossings raise from 101,000 in February to 2021's 254,000 in December of 2022. It says this is according to the numbers from the CBP stats. Now, we all know that Joe Biden visited the border for the first time in his presidency early of January of 2023. But many border agents argued it was little too late. Again, folks, that was a publicity stunt. Because he's going in to be running again for 2024. That's how he can say, I went down there to seize the opportunity to address the problem. He didn't address jack shit. It was a publicity stunt so that he could get out there in front of the drive-by media to sell this narrative. Why well, I went down there. It's not as bad as it was. And that's what it was. It was glamour shots. It's like Kamala Harris going down to the southern border, sipping a margarita. That's what that visit equated to. Nothing. Now here it says the border crisis has drawn even starch Democrats like the New York City Mayor Eric Adams to criticize Biden's handling of the issue at the southern border. It says Adams even described the border crisis as a national issue. This was just a week ago and called on Biden from his office in New York and in Congress to take action. It says the Northern governor has been dragged into the immigration fight thanks to the busing policies from Texas Governor George Abbott, who has transported thousands of illegal immigrants to New York City 
and abroad. Well, if these blue states who say they're all open and they're sanctuary cities and that they love immigration, come on down. So you had Governor Abbott of Texas. You've had Ron DeSantis of Florida bossing them there. And now they're all bitching and moaning that they can't sustain illegal immigration in their country. Look at Governor Newsom of California. Oh, we, we, we've got to stop this. The state of California, we, we can't take this influx. We're, we're financially in the red. You have got to do something. But isn't this the same man who was dancing with individuals of his staff just here four years ago about we're a sanctuary city? We're happy to do this. This is the same state who takes illegal immigrants and they house them in masterful, expensive hotels and expects you, the taxpayer, to pick up the burden. Or street-lined rows of homeless encampments from immigrants. And don't even get me started on the murder rates, especially going on across the country and mostly dead, you know, red or blue states, because it's it's now filtering and trickling in from the blue states into the red states now. Now, continuing on with this article here, it says Republicans argue the flow of migrants to the powerful Democratic cities like New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C., is the only way to force Democrats to confront the reality of the border problem which I just addressed here. Now, it says statistics suggest terroristic organizations also are seeking to take the advantage of the chaos with the southern border. With the terror watch list, apprehensive apprehensions are rising with fewer than 10 annually under President Donald Trump to now 98 in late 2022 under President Joe Biden. Well, folks, look at what happened here in Columbus, Ohio, here at the beginning of last year. We had that terroristic group that was arrested who came across the southern border without anyone even checking them. And they were plotting to kill former President, former President Bush. It made national news. That was here in my home state of Ohio. It was in Columbus. Who the hell knows who is coming across the border and what organization they, they're with? How do we know that Al-Qaeda isn't here? How do we know that Iranian terrorist groups are not here? I know some people are thinking, oh, come on. But isn't the Iranian government Aren't they the ones, after we did the hit on some of their top imperial leadership there, didn't they claim that they would retaliate against the United States? What better way to go across an unchecked, unsecured southern border? I have echoed this to everybody. It's going to take another 9-11 before we wake the hell up on the problem on the southern border. And by then, I think it's going to be too late. So that is the issue going on. Now, continuing on here with this article, it says the U.S. Customs and Border Protection 
saw an estimated 718,000 border encounters in the first 100 days for the fiscal year of 2023. Folks, we're not even in February yet. We still have a week here in January. 718,000 encounters already. Just in this month of 2023. It says the White House long sought to dismiss the surge as an annual coincidence. It says here, but historical data shows the current crisis is far beyond traditional yearly surges. No shit. We know that it's a problem. And I'm going to tell everybody now again, they're not going to do anything about this problem because the way the Democratic Party looks at this is every illegal that comes across the border that they can try to capitalize on to try to get them in a voting booth, legally or illegally, that is a vote for a Democratic individual and for the Democratic Party. And this is why you will never see them crack down on the security issue at the southern border. That is tonight's show. I always like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. I will be back here like I always am every Sunday for the end of the week wrap-up. So I will be back on February the 5th, the start of the new month of the new year of 2023. So again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I also want to reiterate, like I always do on my show, if you would like free advertisement, to anybody who is listening, especially if you like to post things on Think Local First for your community and your business, again, I give free advertisement. And there are three ways that you can reach me for your free advertisement on my show when I go to commercial break. One, you can follow me on Facebook. Look up Charles Nash. You'll see me, my face, red, white, and blue. It looks like something out of an old Ronald Reagan poster. You'll see it says political theater on there. Drop me a message. I have lots of people who are linked to my Facebook page through Think Local First and all the surrounding counties of the state of Ohio and all across the country. Two, you can email me at political theater, at, excuse me, political theater 114 at gmail.com. Again, that's political theater 114 at gmail.com. Send me a message. Give me your information or a way to contact you. I will get a hold of you as soon as possible. I will do an ad for you, and it will air every time I go to commercial break on the show. Or lastly, you can give me a telephone call. Area code 740-802-7936. Line is always open and available. Again free advertisement for you and your business. The only thing I ask in return 
is put the word out there for my show and where your potential customers can listen to me advertising your business. It's a win-win give-take. Lastly, again, I want to thank all of my listeners, not just across the coast here and in the United States, but around the world. We have a lot of people from different countries that tune in. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. I could not do this show without you. I would also like to thank Spotify, Anchor. They have always hosted this show, and it's always free and public to anybody to listen to. So I would like to thank my sponsor. I would also like to thank all of my other sponsors, especially iHeartRadio. Thank you. You, you have no idea what it means to me getting my voice out there and, and bringing you honest news and, and letting people have the choice to take the information that I give them and make their own educated decisions on what they want to take or not take in. I think that is the issue right now with, with the drive-by media and the news. They want to press the news down everybody's throat, and you have to make a decision on what they tell you. And that is not how it's supposed to be. You, make, you get the information, and you make your own educated opinion. Do your own research. Don't listen like a sheep to what somebody else tells you because it comes out of their mouth, because it doesn't make it true. So again, I'd like to thank all of my listeners. So that is it for today's show. Again, I will be back here at the end of the week, next Sunday, for the end of the week wrap-up. Thanks again, and I will see everybody back here. So keep your listening ears on, and have a good rest of the week.